So we thank you, Lord, for this moment we have just to sit under your word and to receive whatever you would speak to our hearts. And help me to speak, Lord, your word that would be of significance. And we praise your name. Well, I've been a priest for 49 years. And during that time, it's become more and more clear to me that the deepest cry of the human heart, the deepest hunger of the human heart, is to be loved. And we do find all sorts of ways to try and fill that hole in the heart, if you like. And some of them can be helpful and some of them can actually be quite damaging. But whatever we're seeking to use to fill that hole, it always remains inadequate until we allow ourselves to be loved by God deeply. This is the ultimate fulfillment that God wants to bring to us. We're about to celebrate Pentecost in a few weeks, whereas the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of love, poured into our hearts. You see, for all eternity, God the Father and God the Son have been loving one another. All eternity, it's amazing. So, and that love between them is the Holy Spirit. And so when we prepare for Pentecost, we're saying, come Holy Spirit, come love of God, overtake us in a new way, persuade us, renew us, recreate us from within. Holy Spirit, given to us already in our baptism and confirmation, be released more fully in our lives. Come, Holy Spirit, so we can know that we are loved unconditionally, totally and completely. You see, Jesus longed for this when he walked the earth in Galilee. You know, he said at one time, I've come to bring fire to the earth. And how I wish it were blazing already. What's that fire? Well, he had it in his own heart, the Spirit of God as an image of, by fire. It's a fire of love that drove him to the cross for our sake. And the Father raised him from the dead, and then he was able to bring that fire to the earth at Pentecost. Now, when the apostles together for the Blessed Virgin Mary and others were gathered in the upper room, and the fire of the Spirit came upon them. Tongues of fire as a symbol over the heads of what was happening in their hearts. They were receiving the love of God poured out into their hearts. That's the beautiful gift that we too are longing for in ourselves. You know, a friend of mine, Julia, it's not her real name, but I can't give you her real name, but she's given me the permission to tell you the story. She had been a Catholic growing up, but then at the age of 20 or so, she gave away her faith, as it were, to other things, 
And, and so for 30 years, she was sort of away from her faith. And during that time, she felt that hunger. She tried to fill it up with um, you know, Tibetan Buddhism, <laughs> and she tried Hinduism, uh, and uh, she tried crystals from the new, new Age and sort of other rituals that she thought might help from various uh, religious sources. But nothing was working. And she still had that emptiness within her. And she heard about a weekend that was going on about the Holy Spirit. And so she thought, oh, well, I'll try that. You never know. So she went there and she felt really the warmth of God in his presence amongst the people gathered. And so she felt confident enough to have them pray over her for the Holy Spirit. And when they prayed over her, it was a nice and peaceful experience, but she felt, oh, that wasn't much. I should have got more than that. <laughs> and anyway, that night, uh, she was just about to go to bed and still at the conference, and um, she thought, oh, I'll look up the Bible. So she just flicked the Bible open. It came open on that part where um, Judas had betrayed the Lord. And all of a sudden it hit her. She said, oh! I betrayed God for 30 years. I walked away from him and I rejected him. And she started to feel really condemned within herself, you know. And then thankfully she turned another page and she came to that part where, where Peter uh, had also denied the Lord. But then when Jesus looked at Peter and gazed upon him with mercy, Peter wept bitterly, but he was able to change and become new. And as she read that, and she had this amazing experience of the Holy Spirit come upon her from right over her whole being, she said, and she said, I was just enveloped in love. I, in, a, in a sense, I like became love, she said. Like I, uh, and love took over my life, the love of God. So this gift of God's love, which we can't earn. We can sort of be a good Catholic going to Mass on Sunday and things like that. But that of itself doesn't produce this. It's really God's gift uh, as we are surrendered to him. And, and he will find us as he always wants to and fill us with this love that is beyond all understanding, uh, that wins our hearts and fills us with a new knowledge of who we are. You see, Julia was the sort of woman who used to compare herself against others and found that she always came out second best. <laughs> she never felt really sort of like um, that she had anything much to offer in the world. Uh, and, and even her, her husband, she couldn't expect his, him, even ex think that he loved her. But now, when she experienced this new infilling of the Holy Spirit, you know, she came to know Jesus more deeply within herself and, and, and she began to realize she was worth something. She infinitely worth. And, and, and she began to see herself according to the eyes of the Lord. And it made all the difference to her. And so she and her husband, her husband got converted too at the same time. And, and they opened their house up as a house of hospitality because they were so filled with the love of God they wanted to share that love with others. This is what we're talking about when we come up to Pentecost. That, you know, the Lord wants us to, to, to know the depth of his love for us. And that hole in the heart. And there was a young lad, you know, he, he was so desperate for this love that he, he didn't know it was possible because he'd had such a bad relationship with his dad. And he actually thought he might even kill his dad. Uh, and, but he saw a picture of the, the sacred heart on the wall and it touched him. And he, he thought, 
oh, I've got these wrong thoughts. So he went to a prayer meeting. And same thing, he got prayed over for the Holy Spirit. And he said, you know, I'd said before to my friends that the hole in my heart was so deep because of this bad relationship with his dad, it was so deep that it, the oceans of the world wouldn't fill it up. He said, when that guy prayed over me for the Holy Spirit, he said, it filled up. I sensed the overflowing love of God. And he had a lot of work to do, of course, to change things in his life and that, but this empowered him to come up to, for it to happen in a beautiful way. You know, sometimes we have areas of sin and, and weakness that, that we are aware of, and we can feel ashamed of that. And, and the, the evil spirit comes in, he afflicts us in this way. He tears us down. He makes us feel miserable about ourselves and that we can't change and we're hopeless and we'll never make anything of our life and that sort of thing. That's the evil spirit. That's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, as Jesus says, is an advocate for you. That is like he stands for you. You know, like someone stands for, for you in the court if you go to court. Uh, it's like that. He stands for you. You know, he's, he's, got your, he's got your back. He's, 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 he's wanting to encourage you and strengthen you. And, and if there are sinful areas in your life, yes, he'll show you those, not to make you feel bad about yourself, but so that you'll actually be able through the sacrament of reconciliation and through uh, really opening your heart in repentance, you know, to come to a whole new, new place in God and, and realise uh, that you have a lover beyond all lovers whose name is the Lord himself, you know? And, and he's, he has that love for you. You know, he always brings consolation. He's the comforter, Jesus says. There'll be a consolation of the comforter. You know, I don't leave you orphans, he says. I'll, I'll be with you at all times. There are spiritual orphans around, are there not, you know? And, and I guess some may feel that way a little bit, a bit orphaned off, not sort of able to experience yourself as a son and daughter of a living father. But the Holy Spirit comes to fill us and renew us and, and recreate us in such a way that we know that I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. I have a father who loves me infinitely, will hold me and sustain me in whatever circumstance I'm in. And even if I go away from him, he'll be there waiting for me to, 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 till I return. He'll use every means he can to restore me. It's like that. You know, he's, uh, the Holy Spirit brings great healing and comfort to the heart. And not only when we've sort of committed sin, but also <clears throat> when things just go terribly wrong in our lives. And, and it seems to just be uh, this hole of, of hopelessness that I'm in. Now I'm thinking, for example, of a woman who stopped me. I was coming down from Mass um, and she stopped me in the aisle and she said, I've got something to tell you. I thought, oh, when someone said that to me, I think, oh, what's this? But it was really good news. She said, look, six months ago, I decided I'd finish it all because my life was in such a mess. And I hated myself, I hated life, I had no reason to live. So I saved up the pills to do the act. She said, I closed all the, on the particular day I chose, I sat on the couch and I closed the curtains and everything, and I was about to do it. And then I thought, God won't be pleased with me. And so she had the inspiration to actually pick up a Bible in her, in her bedroom and come out and turn the lights on, and she opened up the Bible. 
And it fell open on that page in Isaiah which says, Do not be afraid. I've redeemed you. I've called you by name. You are mine. And she said, Father, I couldn't do it. And I heard you had a healing mass on. So she said, I came down to that healing mass. And after the mass, I went up to the priest and I asked for prayer. And the priest put his hand on my head and he said, what would you like me to pray for? And she said, a broken heart. And she said, you know, Father, when that priest prayed on on me, uh, I just felt the warmth of God filling my whole being. I was just felt so beautifully loved, like I've never been loved before. And she said, you know, I've still got all my problems, but it doesn't matter anymore because he's given hope to my heart. You know, he's, he's my consolation. He's my joy. I'm set free. And I could see by her aspect of her face, she was just radiant. <laughs> Something had changed drastically in her life. It was the Lord's presence coming into her. So let's be open then. We don't want to be spiritual orphans. You know, it says in, in Scripture very beautifully in Romans 8, you know, everyone moved by the Spirit is a son or a daughter of God. And the Spirit that's given to you is not a spirit of, uh, of fear, taking you back into slavery again. But it's a spirit of sons, it's a spirit of daughters. And they've been used to call God Abba, Father, Daddy. How beautiful it is when you know that you can be carried through life by in the arms of the loving Father God. So no matter what comes against you, no matter what failures you make, he'll always pick you up. Whatever sin you enter into, he'll always be there to give you the grace of repentance and turn back in the sacrament. He'll always be there for you. He'll never let you down. So let's pray for this Holy Spirit in this Pentecost time. Let's say, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, fill me, renew me, remake me, recreate me. I need you, Lord. Without you, that hole cannot be filled. But with you, you'll fill me to overflowing. And bless his name.